Hi, and welcome to the podcast channel on podcastmybusiness.com.au. And today we've got Harry from Stoughton Group or Stoughton Group, S-T-O-T-A-N group.com.au. Which one is it? It's uh, Stoughton, Tony. That's right. And I read up the meaning of that. Can you share that with us? Yeah, so it's a blended word or, or what's known as a portmanteau. It's a blended word between uh, using uh, Stoicism or Stoic um, philosophy and Spartan lifestyle. And, and at the business that we run, human performance business, we blend the best of both because uh, parts of both are uh, a little dated, to say the least. Mm, absolutely. Okay. So let, let's deal with you know your background and whatever. You are an ex-SAS um, soldier for a long time. I don't know why you decided to do so many tours, but you did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's quite incredible. So why did you do so many tours? Uh, I guess it, it, it gets in your blood. And I, you know, I was a career soldier. I joined out of high school, 30-odd uh, years in uh, in the military and mostly in in the special operations community, uh, it just it gets in your blood. And I, I I I suppose early on in life I found competence and therefore you know was confident in myself uh, and enjoyed it. And look, it's also just a, a great environment in which to be in uh, the member of a team. Um, the you really bond with uh, with the people that you work with, and it's. Um, it's yeah, irresistible from that perspective. Mm. And that's certainly what you know you focus on in your business is helping teams. And let's face it, at the moment, there's lots of challenges around with um, the event. And you guys in Melbourne are in a, a lockdown at the moment. That's quite severe for lots of people. Um, so how can you keep a team together under that sort of stress? And I mean, let's face it, you know all about that type of stress. Yeah, I've actually had the, I'd say the fortune on many occasions in my military career to run distributed teams, um, distributed networks. And I think that the number one thing that stands out for me is to be even more brilliant at the basics. You know, really good teams, uh, you know, the, the word high-performing teams is bandied around a lot, but those those types of teams um, are characterised by some pretty basic things that they do really well. Uh, that you know, so um, distributed teams communicate regularly, have a, a heartbeat of communications, and they probably do more of it when they're distributed. And they have good structures inside those those communications and meetings so that they don't waste time and just get to the point, transfer information. Uh, and they also uh, try to introduce novelty uh, into their communications as well. So not all about work, uh, having making sure that you're touching base regularly and just um, uh, finding out how people are, what they need away from work, make sure they're comfortable, uh, you know, and, and having a bit of downtime. So, you know, there's, I think that's one of the key uh, elements of um of distributed teams. And then the second part is if you're the leader or the controller or the manager, however you like to put that, um, you know, your job's uh, are probably harder than ever and you really need to uh, have yourself squared away first. So I'd say that um, self-care becomes really important in terms of, um, you know, the executive level or the leadership manager role. Mm. Yeah, and I think that's, that's what we're not focusing on at all is – looking after the leaders and making sure the leaders and even as having our own businesses 
whether we're with other people or on our own. Um, making sure you take time out for yourself is really, really important. And how do you deal with that? Uh, I'm pretty disciplined about it, actually. It's pretty boring, and I think that's the that's the the the, the secret sauce is is the discipline. So I have a, a routine um, uh, every week, and uh, I review that once a week, uh, and I encourage our employees to do the same thing. Um, and you've got to get into a routine of just getting up and and uh, and moving forward. Uh, and into that embracing that routine so you know walking first thing in the morning or exercise whatever that looks like um yeah look i could go again i could expand on that but uh, having a routine i've often said to people that sometimes their calendars are not full enough you know we worry about them we look at them and say oh my calendar's so full um well there's a lot of white space in there that you probably should dedicate to yourself to your family to hobbies to social interactions that are informal and novel um so it, it, i think it's a mindset shift and uh you've got to when i use the term discipline i think you've got to make a mindset shift literally to uh embrace uh that routine and in, in and and the rest of it's pretty basic isn't it you know eat well prioritize your sleep above everything else uh, and and get out and get active whether that's exercise or walking mm. yeah exactly I, I i i paint i paint landscapes and whatever and i do actually have classes um with that because i realized a long time ago that i exercise the left brain but not the right brain so i guess what you're referring to as well is um having some time to be creative yeah in the military we we call it our third thing uh, or it's one of the terms used for it. So your first thing is your family and friends. That's if, if you ask anyone where do they want to spend more time, they'll all generally say their family and friends. The second thing, which is the thing that impacts on the first thing, is your work or your your, your prime mover, if you like, in terms of professional or you know financial economic um, provision. And then the third thing is you, and really we that's manifest, if you like. For me, when I was in the military, my third thing was cricket. Um, it moved between cricket and surfing and I, I used to deliberately make time and sometimes at the expense if you like of work of family just to ensure that I was checking in with myself and, and checking in with my passion so it's really really important and just to underpin that and I'm going back to kind of the mindset shift if you like uh, we we often place greater importance on all of the things we need to do than the people that we're actually doing them for, if you know, if that makes sense. Um, it doesn't hurt for you to walk away and go, you know what, I'm going to uh, cancel that meeting or I'm going to suspend that piece of work until tomorrow because there are things that you can do and just cut yourself a little bit of slack. Most people will say, yep, no, no dramas, Harry. Uh, okay, let's reset for tomorrow or I'll give you another day to submit that. You know, Not everything, but there are things in your calendar you can find to Commit time to your third thing, if you like. Yeah, and I think there's a good distinction there between having the routine and the importance of routine, but maybe build into the routine some time away from the routine. Yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a learned behaviour. I'm a I'm a budding psychologist at the uh, at the age of fifty, but uh, yeah. Uh, calendars and routine around our work is a learned behaviour. Obviously, you know we, we're driven by our calendars and other things. Um, so why not uh, use that behaviour and double down on it and use it for your own advantage? So book yourself in. You know, literally book book in Harry at uh, Wednesday at twelve thirty to one thirty. 
walking and eating, whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, it's true. I mean, I, I do that. I um, On Monday morning, I go to uh, the gym with my personal trainer. Don't really need the personal trainer anymore, but I keep it going because it's an important part of my routine to start the week doing something healthy and exercising. Yep. Now, I fully encourage that. Mm. Okay. So what are some principles that you've learnt from your time in the military that could be easily applied to businesses? Well, I guess I had a bit of a think about this before and um, we have it. There's a bit of a, uh, there's a, a quote that's borrowed from, I think it's from Dwight Eisenhower, um, which was the plan is nothing and planning is everything. And I think there's this notion in the military that you, or there's, a, I suppose, a perception of the military making a plan, having a strategy, executing the plan, and, and it's all successful. But what the reality is behind that at a, at a tactical and strategic level is that the plan is a, just a living thing and it's always changing. Uh, it's always based on contingencies and, and acquitting assumptions. So it's a, it's a rolling thing. I see in a few businesses that we work with, they set a strategy and then they make a list of things to do and then they go about executing it. And there's nothing wrong with that in principle. The, the, the problem is, is if you're in December last year and you reset your 2020 strategy and then execute it against that through January and then um, the, uh, the troubles hit, uh, no one in their strategy accounted for a, uh, a biological breakout worldwide. So, it's it. So, what do they do? They go to contingency planning, BCPs, and other types of things. Whereas, really, you just need to adapt your current strategy, not panic. Just uh, adapt to the situation. And the best thing you can do is to accept the situation asap. A lot of people kick the can around trying to work out, oh, what do we do? Double guessing. Um, the facts are these are the facts. What? How does that impact? Yeah, exactly. And you just got to deal with it fast. I remember again back in March, and I thought, geez, my business, if they go for one more lockdown, I'm going to be screwed. Mm. Uh, fortunately, here in New South Wales, we never got to that. Unfortunately, you guys are there. However, I've got a client in Melbourne, uh, hasn't impacted them. They work on commercial and industrial roller shutters. Well, that's security related. Right, yeah. And so that's exempt. Yep. And um, some manufacturing, their lighter manufacturing um, is exempt and they do hardware-type supplies to trade and that's exempt. So there are ways to work around various things. Um, but what if you're one of those businesses, I don't know, it's really difficult. In retail, it's very difficult and I don't think there's one that we can do for retail ourselves for the next six weeks except go out and spend what we can on takeaways or home deliveries or whatever that we're not spending on something else. Yeah, and I guess the other the other industry uh, here in Melbourne in particular, or everywhere really, but in, in Melbourne is the entertainment, you know, restaurants, bars, um, eateries, et cetera, around town. And look, that the harsh reality of what is a wicked problem um, is that these these businesses will suffer, and I think there's there is merit in a comment you made, Tony. I think that we can individually act locally, uh, make sure where where you can afford to. Of course, not everybody can, um, but where you can, uh, you know, engage locally and spend money locally. 
and and uh, that's the best we can all do if we all spend five or ten or twenty dollars down the, the the local high street and uh, help those businesses. But they're they're going to be hurting, and you know the the. Uh, the the message there is just to support each other in these times, um, but it's it's tough. There's kind of no way of getting it. So it's, it's a wicked problem, and um, mm. Mm. yeah, and exactly there's no no going there, there was no contingency planning, um, although the usual so called Facebook experts were going, oh, they should have known about it, should have known about it. And there's even one, one stupid conspiracy theory that. It was caused by Bill Gates at Microsoft because 10 years ago he warned everyone about it, so therefore he went out and created it. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm not sure yeah. that flies in my mind, but um, yeah, it sounds yeah. like it, yeah. it rattles a few cages and I'm sure that's what they that's what they want to achieve. So, Yeah, yeah, exactly. It makes you wonder. So, look, you know, don't worry about all the noise. Just focus on, I guess, sometimes it's just focusing on putting one foot in front of the other. Yeah, of course. And look, I, I love walking around. We're in Ascot Vale, in in probably the the, the epicenter of where it originated here in Melbourne, or it certainly broke out. And I I take great comfort. And I, I, actually, I'm really uh, encouraged when I walk down the Ascot Vale High Street. It's like a typical high street uh, in a Mel- Melbourne suburbia, and all of the businesses have adapted and they 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 uh, share. Um, you know, they they they're delivering meals. Uh, locally, you can go down there for coffee. Limited, of course, you can't go in. But of course, they're not going to make the money or the 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 uh, the, the that they have in the past. But uh, they're having a, having a go. And it goes back to my point about planning. You know, you, there's because things are dire um, doesn't mean that you can't get up and and keep keep rolling, keep moving forward. And I know that's easy for me to sit here saying we, we've done the same thing. We lost uh, 50% of our revenue overnight you know, on a Monday evening, um, emails and phone calls way back when it started. And uh, we just jumped on a long call and started going, right, what are we doing? What, what else can we be doing? And we've turned our hands to a few other things and you know, revenue's down a little, but we still got, um, we're, still, we're still kind of alive and have purpose, which is important. Yeah, and I think that's what it is. I think every business should have had some idea that if they'd lost X or Z clients or X or Z clients, what they would do about that. And that's what they should be putting into place is exactly that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, look, it's a harsh lesson for those who didn't, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah, exactly right. So I kept saying at the beginning, don't panic, keep marketing. And um, that's important because there are going to be businesses that don't come back. And uh, let people know that you're not going to be one of those by reaching out. Yeah, I think I read some interesting research, and you might even be referring to it. Uh, might have been a big four put out some research that it, during the um, GFC, those businesses who uh, invested in marketing actually uh, did much better on the rebound, if I can use that word. I'm not sure we'll have a rebound in that manner this time, but certainly we've been conscious of that. And uh, I think it's a great, good message, Tony. Yeah, and um, uh, in business school, they talk about another example, which is Cadbury, and this one I tell everyone is that uh, during the Second World War, Cadbury advertised, kept advertising, no product to sell to anybody. In the Second World War, they were able to start producing chocolate. There were other brands out there. Guess which brand everyone wanted? Yeah, Cadbury, obviously. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I wonder. So, I wonder. So, yeah, there's a there's some neurological underpinnings of of why that might occur. So, yeah, during 
meaning uh, you know during hard times during adversity we uh, we produce a lot more neurochemicals. I think acetylcholine is one of those that uh, that um, that uh, uh, crystallise memories for us, or relations, or associations. And so, if something's present, uh, if you if you accept that uh, notion that uh, that 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 the neuro- the underlying neurology is correct, uh, then if you associate adversity and people who make it through adversity with uh, with a with a brand or a, a message, then uh, those they're going to be more meaningful memories for the people. So, I think it's um, you know I think there's science behind that, and certainly um, there's elements of that in that uh, GFC study. Mm, exactly right. So uh, again, let's go forward and yes, uh, march on, so to speak. <laughs> so there we go. I, I had to throw in a few military terms. Um, onwards. So, onwards and upwards. So there we go. Um, so again, looking at businesses, when, what do you think a business should be focused on to, um, I guess, cope with adversity and to be stronger from it. Yeah, well, the, the first thing I'd say is you know, focus on your people as much as you can. Uh, I, I understand that many businesses will be letting people go or making preparations to let people go or having contingencies. But um, the people that you have, uh, just or you know, particularly from a leadership perspective, getting around, making sure that you're checking in on people formally and informally, and that should be... Or, you know, in my mind, almost double during these times when we're dispersed and everybody's under pressure. Um, I think going back to uh, the the planning, um, I would I personally recommend people set up um, an hour or two a week for you individually as a business owner, if you will. And but this is the same for everybody in a business to sit down and with whether it's a whiteboard or a piece of paper or whatever, and just make a the, the make the big list, the master list of all the things you need to do, of all the things that, that all of the, the the customers that you or all of the stakeholders, sorry, that you have directly responsible to you. Um, of course, you're not going to go down to the, the, the pins and tacks um, and then prioritise them. So have a priority. Know what your priority is for the next 24 hours or seven days. And that's probably, that brings me the third point, is that's probably as far ahead as anyone can really uh, move at the moment and have certainty. So that prioritisation and that window of seven days, if you like, as an example, at least you can bring some certainty to that. Um, and you, and I think that's a really powerful tool. You might not be very good at it to start, and it might sound a little overwhelming. But these things, as you practice, you'll be you'll be better at them. And so, I, list and prioritize is really important. And then, in and in those lists, don't try and do thirty things in one day. Do one or two. Have, you know, there's a, a there's a there's a philosophy or a thought around essentialism where you have just the essential tasks and uh, and move forward on those. Um, a lot of business people say it's just a, a big long Congo line of list of things to do, and then um, but there are priorities within those, uh, and understanding those things, analysing is really really important, and something we do quite well in the military. And just one thing I'd like to add is it's important to have something in the future to focus on that's positive. So you're right about the seven days, uh, but maybe a little bit longer term than that. How you're going to grow and thrive personally and if you can uh, professionally and business-wise as well. 
Yeah, sure. When once once certainty returns, then absolutely, I think you you should have goals and milestones in the future. And we know that as you achieve those, you get a you know the feel good drugs, you know, chemicals, not drugs, the chemicals um, uh, 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 reward you, and and that drives you forward to the next goals. But I think in this in these moments of uncertainty, it's not a bad thing to kind of wind your horizon in a little to to a time period which makes more sense. I I don't know that anyone would be building a strategy for two or three years out at the moment with any certainty. Um, so it's okay. It's all right to have these short time frames, absolutely. Um, but going to your point about as a, as an individual, one thing we've got an executive team here on um, on a duty roster, which they've embraced uh, really, really well. So there's eight of them. We've paired them off and they're going to take leave um, and um, the duty executives, if you like, the pairs, will take control of the business for for two weeks and then they'll take their time off and then they'll come back uh, and they'll rotate through that so we get them all off uh, on leave something to look forward to in the in the future but also they've been the, the leaders have been going super hard for the last couple of months and they need to take some time out to recover to to um, uh, to, to reset themselves because they may have another six months or more of this to go yeah well I, I think that's so true I, I think where are we 2020 we're in the beginning of August. Um, so there's five months to go to get the hell out of this year. Let's just get the hell out of this year. Yeah, that's <laughs> and you, you, I, I think, yeah, sorry. I was just going to say that, and that time off is so critical for during this year, uh, absolutely, because as you get tired, uh, and you don't uh, you don't want to admit to it, but you get uh, you, you get tighter, more fatigued. Uh, you start making decisions made based on emotion and really for the business and for everyone you want to be making rational fact-based decisions and it doesn't take much stress for people to to kind of start to to fumble a little so we highly recommend booking some time off even if it's just at home you know but just repower yeah exactly right yeah really important okay look thanks very much for that harry and that's harry from the stoughton stoughton group stoughton uh Stoughton, there we go. I need to get it wrong again. And um, thanks very much for your time. No worries. Thanks, Tony.